I, okay, I'm not. I'm Sorry. pre-recorded. I, I apologize. I'm starting it late today. My car ran out of gas halfway here. But don't worry. We've been storing small canisters and and hefty bags of gasoline hefty in the bunker and, and milk jugs. Yes, right by are, right by some heating elements. <laughs> That's you want to keep your gas warm. You don't want your gas to get cold. Listen, don't freak out. Everything's fine. Also. I just was talking with Mike about how there's all these pictures of people filling up inappropriate containers. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't be that. Be, the, don't be those. Those people. have been around since the '90s. These pictures of people, and no one's really doing that. Don't hate on your neighbor. Everything's be okay. Also, just if if you're waiting in line, just be blessed that you have a place down the street, and you ha- and you're blessed to have a car. I had to tell myself these things. Yeah. These simple truths when I was trying to get gas because I didn't know if I could make it when I was driving around yesterday because I needed gas, not what I was This hoarding. is step one to combating road rage out of Jay's book. <laughs> think of something that's – think of happy thoughts. <sighs> I'm waiting in line. That's not happy. Uh, I don't know. I can't, <laughs> help. I can't help you there. Well, welcome. To, we're glad you're here. Um, yes, uh, if you are here. If you are, You're if, here in spirit. Yes, but listening at home – Unable to get out of because your car's out of gas. Let's hope that's not your case. It's you know I was thinking great because we needed one more thing. Well, Cicadas are, are 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 emerging from the ground. But uh, you know the other the other part of this thing is though I've almost you almost have to get to a point where this is this is almost comical. Okay, well we're locked I'm in our there. house because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, everything is everything is Zoom meetings and everything else. Why not take the one ability that we have to leave our homes and put that one on the side? Yeah. But at the same time, I think we've, and I, I don't like using the word desensitized. I do like using the words prepared. You know, we, our hearts have, you know, I, for me, it seems like God kind of delves us deeper and deeper into trusting him deeper and deeper into having faith in things. So when something like this rolls around, it's, if it was all by itself and all of a sudden this, this pipeline gets hacked and, and there's nothing else that's kind of creeping us out in this world, we'd freak out. But we're already kind of in this heightened state of things are just not the way they should be anyway, so we're not as greatly affected as we could be. I'm still concerned about the whole at uh, New Year's Eve 2000, all our computers might all shut down and die. It could still happen. <laughs> it could still happen. It could still but, happen. But my mind goes back to these things that... Your mind goes back to a place... No, that's another song. No. <laughs> That's a song. No, but I go back to these times where we were like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a catastrophe, blah, blah, blah. And you just have to look at the times where, you know, God is always faithful. Just hold on loosely, Jay, but don't you know, let hold go. Hold on loosely, but don't let go. <laughs> um, if you cling too tightly, you're, you're going to lose, lose control. control. Yeah, you knew. You knew. I mean, why wouldn't we quote 38 Special? Of course. Great band. Great band. More Van Zants. More Van Zants than you could shake, shake a stick, stick at. at. Yep. Wow. Mm. Okay, none of these none of these finished sentences are planned out, folks. So no. really, we're sharing our. We've just spent that much time together during COVID. Exactly, and now we can't drive away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, but good morning. Uh, a beautiful day after what uh, what seemed like somebody threw us back into mid March yesterday. Yes. Wow. Uh, actually, we could have probably had a a much livelier bunker yesterday. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't when mind bad weather. We I don't excel. I don't. I don't mind that the sun is out and it's about 60 degrees right now. However, mm. when it's 48, a little bit rainy, 
always sweet spot. Yeah, I was going to say, always hinting at if it's not raining now, you're going to go walk outside and it's going to start raining. Maybe the wind's gusty, chance of power outage. I'm not sure if I'm inspired without it. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like when an NBA player is a little bit under the weather and they go out and score 55 points or something. Yeah, Yeah. we're we're in that constant stream of when when it's really bad outside, we're at our game now. Our minds wander. There's squirrels running around. There's 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 birds chirping and making stuff happen. I don't know if we can do it, but we're, we're gonna we're here for we're you though, people. Best. We're gonna do our best. We're, we're and we're here for Carla, right? We're we're definitely here for Carla. She's probably my mom is probably um, seven episodes deep. I mean, she she said she would catch up on the plane home. Oh, I doubt she did th- these things. We'll see. If she mentions that we're calling her out, then I know she's listening. Okay. And I, I did mention CastBox, a great way to pick us up without it being cut off. If your phone goes into a sleep mode, it sometimes makes you cut off and you got to find it again. But CastBox puts it all in order and keeps them all. And, you know, we're, and we're still working on Spotify. Yes. I keep putting it yeah. out there on the airwaves because then well, eventually Jay's going to say, well, no, we're not working on it anymore, we Mike. We talked about accountability last week, and I said, Mike, you have to keep me accountable because I keep threatening it, and I've loaded the episodes. Um, so hopefully I can keep my mind clear and get that up for you as soon as we can on Spotify because that, that really is the, the benchmark, Spotify. The, yeah. Easiest way to get to us. So Very we'll, cool. we'll, we'll get there. But this week... Our seventeenth week in core. I can't. I can't wait. <laughs> See, you are horrible. I'm just kidding. According to my calculations, I think it's five. five. Yeah, it's week five. But you know, we're as we as we walk along the path of the Book of Acts. It, it's kind of interesting for me, and I don't and I don't expect anybody to kind of be in the same place that I am on this. It's like the first few chapters, like, and many were added, and many were, and that three thousand were added that day. We're kind of getting into that. Now they're starting to meet up with with people, with opposition, with problems, with with challenges. It's a movement. Yeah, because Jesus it's movement. it's well, yeah, but it's no yeah. longer it's no longer this unheard of thing. You know, words getting out before they get places, and this is this is kind of where we where we land today. And you know, Paul's out this Paul's out preaching and really feeling discouraged. You know, he's in the synagogue, he's trying to share this word and and he just gets tired of it and leaves. He says, I'm not talking to y'all anymore. I'm not talking to y'all anymore. I'm going to go talk to the Gentiles. They're willing to hear this. I'm willing to share this with them. Thank you, Paul. All right. That's another, not, not, the, not, Paul, not the Pauls that we know. Right. Paul the Apostle. Yeah. Okay. All right. So for me, the whole thing comes down to which is it? The chicken or the egg? Which is it? Execution or outreach? Because there's two, there's two verses, 9 and 10, that are like the for me, the, the showcase of what's going on here, and it's that the Lord tells him, speak, keep saying something, keep saying something. And either, either we can look at this from the, the standpoint of execution where we may be afraid to say something and God is saying, no, you don't need to be afraid. You've got, I, I have many people in this city, okay? Or we can look at this from the outreach where you've got the idea that the city that you're going into is already prepared for you to be there. Yeah. And and really that for me is was the the point that I'm hoping there's there's two neat things that happen in this text but the one that really struck me and the one that I think we miss when we talk, when we talk about witnessing when we talk about sharing our faith when we talk about talking about the word of God. It's always in terms of what am I going to say? 
I don't, I don't feel qualified to say it. It's always, uh, I, I'm going to get into a situation where I can't answer the question. And we never, ever look at what God has done to prepare that place for us to be there. And we, we put, all, we put all, the, all the responsibility, all the making it happen on us, and God's already making something happen there. It's a show-up thing, isn't yeah. it? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can you can sim- you can say it as as simply as it's a show up thing, or you can really build up the idea that uh, the obstacles are out of the way. Uh, you are not the first person to share what you have to share with them. You may be another light along the way to what they need to know. Yeah. And instead of trying to take full responsibility for being the eloquent, being the 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 passionate, the, the charismatic, the one that's going to lead people to, to find Jesus Christ, you have to realize God has already got these people in his sights. You wouldn't be sent there if he didn't have them in his sights. Paul, you're not being sent to Corinth because it's the next town over. You're being sent there because God saw the possibility of what could happen in this little port city of Corinth with all of it. And, and I mean, think about I mean, I don't know how much we, how much y'all know about Corinth. I well, I know the people that were called Corinthians. Oh, thanks, Jay. Oh, I was trying to get a good. good thanks, there it Jay. Is. There it thanks, is. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> but being a being a cultural center because it was a port city, people didn't have to have Jesus. They had any number of different temple gods, pagan gods that were all over the place. I mean, yeah, I mean, they had anything they wanted. So God had to prepare this place for Paul to walk in and stay a year and a half for that matter. But I mean, I don't know, I guess, I guess for me, when I, when I thought about this, cause you know, we read the letters to the Corinthians and we, we read about where Paul is really trying to set these people, this new little, little church that's developing on the right foot when you think about the fact that we're looking at it from a chronological standpoint in the book of Acts, he's in Corinth, which means during this year and a half, he's writing one of these two letters to them and probably uh, thinking about the next thing that he might have to be writing to them, right? So he wrote those letters while he was in Corinth? No. no. Okay. But what I'm saying is he's in Corinth and he's getting... He's getting all the information that he needs to write these letters to oh. bring out the correction. In other words, he's, I, I don't know, I guess maybe sometimes. He's in the sociology of the city. Yeah. Okay. But, but I mean, we don't, we don't ever, or at least I don't ever. I always, I always hold all these books almost like they're their own separate entity, but acts almost acts like a, an index to all of Paul's letters coming up because mm, he's, yeah. in, he's in the church in Corinth. He's in the church in Ephesus. He's doing... All these things, and these, this is where the Ephesians come from. This is where Corinthians come from. Now, he didn't get to Rome, but, you know, he knew what he wanted to say to Rome, and that's why he sent it to Rome. But the, the point being is as we watch all this unfold here in the book of Acts, we know that it's going to have a ripple into the, the letters that he writes to the Corinthians. And it's because he was sent there. It's because he spent a year and a half there. It's because God opened the door to be there that he could make a church in there, right? And I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that gets anybody else's heart going, but it's like it takes, it takes a lot of the weight off of what I have to say. It takes a lot of weight off of am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I feel like God 
leads us down, puts us in these places. And sometimes we don't even realize we're being put in these places. And it's for such a time as this, or it's, you are the one who is here. You are the one that's being called to do it. And if you knew that God had already kind of made, made the bed, so to speak, for you to sleep in or, or set, the, set the stage for what you'd have to stay, say, you may not feel quite so apprehensive to say it. Yeah, and you know what's funny too is, you know, I've, I've been in youth ministry and, and worked for a church for a number of years and also been a Christian a long time. You know, every once in a while, I'll see somebody I haven't seen in a while, and they'll bring up something I said. I don't even remember saying it. And it was probably not even the thing that I was so worried about saying. Right. It's something that God put in my head to say. Or, and that's almost even cooler than thinking you can do it yourself. Right. You know, it's, it's almost even no, I agree. And more better than to be completely just a vessel for, for God to use and and he says something through you that you didn't even know. I'm sure you've experienced that. Well, I know, and I know at least three or four times in the last almost year that we've been doing this, we have, we have at least stated there are things that we have said that we didn't think meant anything, and God has used them to mean something. And God has taken a simple statement that we made not for, you know, we weren't trying to make this huge cataclysmic point in someone's life. We just simply said something, but it's the way that, God uses what we say to grip someone's heart. Not the, it may not even be the intent of what came out of our mouth, but it is how God used what we said to mold and shape what their thinking was. And Which is pretty rad, Yeah, to use a 90s term. Well, I'm, but, I'm, but I mean, it, that's, yeah. that's what's happening here, you know? I mean, I don't think, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't here in the first century, but I don't, I know that Paul and Barnabas are, are going out there, sharing sharing this message and they're starting to meet up with some people that are against them and you know in a minute i'll tell you the second part that really kind of really kind of tripped me out a little bit but they're they're doing all this not knowing not knowing what the outcome is going to be right but yet you know this little this little letter that he wrote to this little church in corinth has become one of our staple understandings of who God is, our staple understanding of, of what, you know, what Christ came here to do, right? But for him, it was, hey, the Lord sent me here a while back. I, I learned about who you guys were. I'm hearing stories about you guys. I'm writing this letter to you to try and throw some correction your way. How could he have known? How could he have known? And, and, wrote this letter thinking 2,000 years later it was going to be a, a book within the Bible that we read. Mm -hmm. He couldn't. But yet, you know, he's doing what, what God told him to do, not knowing what the outcome was going to be. I also wanted to bring up a scripture. I reference this sometimes in, in worship that God goes before us, and it's actually Deuteronomy 31.8. The Lord himself goes before you. And will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Sure. Well, and I mean, and that, you know, that fits into the kind of the plan of where we are, because I think it can be very discouraging when you think you're in the right place, doing the right thing, saying the right, saying the things that need to be said. And in Paul's case, the people opposed him. So he shook, he shook out of his clothes pro, and he said to them, hey, all for you guys. I'm done. I'm yeah. done here. I'm going to where people are willing to hear what I have to say. Now, 
I venture to guess the people that knew him, the people that knew who God was would eventually come around to understanding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe this was not their time. And so instead he goes to the, the house of Titius, justice, a worshiper of God, and he, that becomes his area of operation. I don't think God throws those people out that reject him. I just think maybe it wasn't their time. Maybe this was one encounter, and then later on down the road they might come to know. At least that's my hope. Well, Paul just carried on. So that's a good right. lesson for us, too. Yeah. Listen, if it doesn't work out the first time, maybe it, you're right. Maybe it wasn't just the time. For the but that doesn't mean that nothing came of it. Nothing yeah. came of it, right? Yeah. You never know what seeds you're going to plant in someone's life. Also, you don't know what seed you're watering. Yes. So, so when I, I kind of, I kind of titled this week's message, "What's it going to be?" Because I, I feel like we come at, we will come at this kind of a scenario ourselves with either one of two thoughts about it. I don't have the words to speak, or. Uh, the people are not really ready to hear what I have to say anyway, or some some form of that. Either we're afraid to say something, or we just don't think we don't think we'll be effective in what we say, mm. and we're missing the fact that God has prepared the land to be. It, he prepares the land for the harvest, mm. and and we're so we're so caught up in thinking we're the harvester. We're so caught up in thinking we're the we're the guy that's we're the guy or the girl that's that's making the plowing these fields straight so that it's a perfect way for something to grow in it. No, no, we are by happenstance, the people that God is using in that moment to do something for someone's life. And when we, when we take the fear out of it, uh, because God has many people in watching over in the city, uh, or when we take the, uh, the unpreparedness of where we're going, where they're not going to receive it. And we, we realize that he's already got people there that maybe we're less likely to not do something, we'll execute, or we're more likely to say something to, to outreach, you know? So that's why I said, what's it going to be? Because, you know, we, we come at it from either one of those standpoints. Either we don't think we're qualified and we're afraid to do it, or we don't think they're ready and we don't, we don't want to go into some place and be discouraged. But God has already made his way through there. And that, you know, that for me, and maybe that's, again, I, I keep saying that for me because I can't think for you. I can't think for anybody else. But I can put into my mind that, you know what, I'm not out there trying to, to plow where something hasn't already been sowed. Yeah. I, I'm not out there trying to harvest something that's never been planted. God is always planting something. You know, Mike, I'm a big Switchfoot fan. Okay. I like Switchfoot. I like Switchfoot. I watched a documentary on Switchfoot not too long ago, and I'll, I'll put in the show notes once I find it. They do this really cool thing. So they're a Christian band, but they've had, I guess you would call it they've had crossover secular success. Yeah, success. They've, yeah, they've had secular And rightfully so. They're good. Great guys. Yeah. They still do this thing. To this, they play free festivals. Like, I don't know how to say it, but like, and over in Europe, they have these like death metal festivals where it's like pretty much these are satanic bands or something. Oh, sure, sure. They ask to be put on the bill, and they play for free so they can still try to share a message. And it's really neat. And they interview these really hardened-looking guys for the documentary. They're like, what did you think of Switchfoot? And they're like, I really like the message of hope. <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it was just so neat. And I right. hope I can find a clip for it. I, I was just so moved by that. And they're like, are you guys ever afraid? And they're like, no, we're, we're never really afraid because 
we know, and they claim the scripture that God goes before us to set those sure. those places. But they just they get put on the bill for free, just so they can still try to keep that because because they have a lot of I'm sure commercial um, responsibilities because they've you know they have to promote a record and stuff. Sure, and they still take time out to do those different things and, and reach out. It's re- it's really neat. That's cool. And and they've made it uh, made an effect on people's lives. So. And for those of you scoring that's at home, too, man. Yeah, scoring at home, it's really odd that Jay would make a reference to a documentary. I know he never, ever, ever watches documentaries. Or Switchfoot, <laughs> or or meeting Switchfoot or something. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure somewhere in there, there's a you know three degrees of separation from no, Jay from no, any. I, my college band opened for them, but I was up here already, so I didn't get to, <laughs> didn't get to do that. Unbelievable. Like I said, three degrees of separation. Unbelievable. <laughs> but anyways, I digress at per usual. Yeah, but that's fine. You know, the, that's what we're talking about. You know, they they don't get caught up in saying the wrong things or or worried about doing the saving. God is the one that right that does that. Now to throw throw a, a second a second little aha out there, and really, you know how I you know how I talked about how this this kind of marked the point where they're running into not as much like. And hundreds were saved and thousands were saved, that kind of thing. We've, we've kind of gotten into the, the nitty-gritty, like, little skirmishes with, with cities to, to develop these little house churches, these little home, home setups kind of things. Something really neat happens a little further down. And tell me, tell me I'm going to kind of hint at what's going on. Tell me if this sounds like anything else you've ever heard in your entire life. So there's an accused person. And they're being accused not of breaking their, the laws that, that keep them, but they're being accused of breaking laws of a, of a completely outside group. And mm. the, the people that are complaining, rather than using their law to take care of it, want this other law to be the one used to take care of their situation. Does that sound at all familiar to you at all, Jay? As we are three weeks outside of Easter... Four weeks outside of Easter. Anybody mm. come to mind? Anybody that we worship that comes to mind that may have been accused by his own mm. people? And then... I'm going to go... We're looking for the number one answer. We're looking, yes, we're looking for the number I'm one answer. I'm going um, Jesus on this one. Well, yeah but, yeah, but here's another change. Because this could have gone the wrong way, right? Right. The, the opposition says, this guy is, is preaching uh, something contrary to what we're... What we're about, totally familiar. Yes. Comes up against this guy named Gallio. Well, Gallio cuts them off, and the answer is so crazy. He goes, well, you know what? If he was breaking a, a, a law that we had, it's a different story, but he's only talking about names and people and things like that. He's not breaking our law. I'm dismissing the case. How crazy is that? Yeah. It's like It's like Paul is set up just like Jesus to be, Crucified. Going because, down the wrong, yeah. Well, I mean, because I mean, yeah. what would have happened? Yeah, oh yeah. They you know, you, you go against the, the Roman rule. In this case, Gallio was the local proconsul. He was, the, he was the, the, the big cheese in town. He probably had every right to get rid of Paul forever. But instead, in this, in, you know, it, it's just, just a curious moment for me. I don't know why. And, uh, and it, it kind of put me on this idea of, paying more attention to what I'm reading when I'm reading the Bible, for sure. Well, and that kind of makes me question in the moment, um, like, God's presence had to be 
in that room. You know, like it's kind of like yeah. the, the favor, the anointedness of Paul was well, apparent probably you know, in you, that moment. You know, you you let the sinless one go down this path, yeah, so that everyone else does not. Mm. You know, you've you've got yeah. the, the sinless one that is not saved from the the technicality of he's not broken any Roman law, but yet he's going to be crucified. Now, granted, there was a huge crowd yelling, crucify him. Yeah. Pontius Pilate doesn't want to lose his position there. Uh, you know, it's probably not quite as grandiose that Paul is now in this, in this situation and the, the people that have been following him from city to city have kind of gathered a, a real force together to say, hey, look, you need to take care of this. You're the, you're the local law around here. And it's, it's, it's just funny to me that in this case, this at one point, the guy who was holding onto the coats while they stoned Stephen is now the guy who's being saved from, as a Christian, the things that he was persecuting people for. That's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So he he held the coats. Yeah. So it's uh, for me, it was this this really, and I hate to use the word clever, because I don't think it was something orchestrated or written like like this happened. Okay. Yeah. But I think it is a, evidence. It is, it is an ironic turn of events. Yes. I guess what I would say, and and maybe that's something we can take with us. Where, whereas we come into opposition and, uh, you know, and I don't know. I, I'm really extrapolating. I'm really kind of going beyond what's what's happened in what's happening, and and really just going completely hypothetical. But maybe we too can believe that that God has that same way of doing something beyond our understanding like he did here yeah that's really profound actually i i think that's really i mean i don't know why i don't know why really i don't neat. know how i missed it because i i know to say that the, the, the say the simplest thing that's just really neat it is <laughs> i mean but doesn't that doesn't that trip yeah. you out i mean you're but it lines up with where we seem to be blameless in his sight he yeah took the nails for us right and paul definitely was worthy of Nobody else the, need nobody death? else need nobody, die yeah. for that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, certainly. Well, event. Well, yeah. Don't we skip to the fifth season. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't go. Don't go further down. But you know what I'm saying. Like when when a comparable event shows up, it doesn't end the same way. And you know maybe that's maybe that's a, an encouragement to us. You know, we come to this point of, of persecution, and we're not going to be the ones hanging on a cross. Mm. Why? Because Jesus already did. Mm. Because he's already he's already prepared the way for us, and and to me that was you know that also landed itself nicely into this. You know, why don't we share our faith more? Why why are we so accustomed to letting someone else to not saying anything to to just simply sitting back when it's so clear that God's words are. Don't be afraid. Keep on speaking. In fact, the, the commentary that I've that I that really drew me to this said, you know what? This was this is really something that a pastor should put somewhere on his wall mm. and always look at it. But why stop there? Why why should any of us be afraid? Why should any of us stop speaking? Why should any of us be silent? God's with us. No one's going to attack or harm us while we're doing what He has in mind for us. He's got many people in the city. I, I, I don't know. I was, I was encouraged. Uh, I was less discouraged. Let's go that way, you know? Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, our, our, our current 
our, our current trajectory as a as a faith, you know, the Christian church, especially in America, is not on an upswing, and it doesn't make any sense. When other countries are sending their people here as missionaries, yeah, that doesn't make sense. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I've been hearing that for years. But yeah. but I still believe there's hope out there, and, and I still believe that we can be purveyors of that hope. And I still believe God has has opened opened up places that could not be opened for the sake of hearing about the hope that we have. Well, that's a great way to close it this week. Yeah. So do I have a challenge this week? I guess our challenge is the same. Think about all the things with core and... And stop being afraid. Stop being afraid. Stop being afraid. Put God, probably right now, if you're listening to this, is putting on your heart someone that you could save. Yeah. You could Don't share be silent. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been so easy to be silent so many other times, but not today. And don't assume that it's someone else's responsibility to say it. Yeah. And don't true. assume that you're going into something where there's no light whatsoever because God's light has a way of traveling even into the darkest places. And he has a way of uh, preparing and, and getting things ready for the harvest and we don't even realize it. Well, have a great week. Yeah, guys, have a great Thanks week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you Sunday.